Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That. This is the podcast where we celebrate films we think are underrated, underseen, or we just wanted to talk about them. I'm Josh Hallam and I'm joined as ever by Alice Oliver. Alice, how are you doing? Oh, very, very well. Thank you, Josh. And yeah. yourself? Oh, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Um, we are joined. Good. We are joined by another brilliant guest. Uh, he's a comedian. He's a podcaster. He's a presenter, amongst many, many other things. Mark Nelson, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm glad. So thanks so much for asking me. I'm well looking forward <laughs> to this. Right. Like, That's the end. Bye. So, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, you're 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 well then. I'm very well. I'm very yeah. well. It's just started absolutely chucking it down here in Glasgow. So, uh, so uh, yeah, so we're in Liverpool. So maybe it's moved up north. Because we, yeah, yeah, we had that, we had that a couple of hours ago, didn't we? That's proper <laughs> but it's, down But it's, it's, what, it's what you call muggy here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah. I think it's the worst. Other than really strong wind, it's the worst weather for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to right. the festival quite a lot, that muggy weather. Yeah, it's horrible. When it rains can't... and it's hot and you can yeah. see audiences, steam rises off them. Impossible to, pack, impossible to pack for. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, we always start with a with a completely random question. I'll come to you mm-hmm. first, Alice. It's a big one this week. We could be setting the world to rights here. Oh, here we go. I've no idea what you're about to ask me. <laughs> so here we go. Biscuits or cakes? Oh, oh Christ! Oh, no. On a bike. Uh, <laughs> biscuits or cakes? Is that a biscuit or a cake? Or cake? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, oh God, I do love both loads. You got to pick what's one. A, That's the. What's question. a fig roll? Biscuit. Uh, biscuit. <laughs> Uh, I gotta go cake, I reckon, you know, just because I love I love cheesecake so much and I love Black Forest Gatto so much. Retro. So I reckon probably cake, but I do bloody love biscuits. I was just thinking about jammy dodgers earlier as well. Uh, great. Didn't have one, Sh- just thinking about them. I love that a jammy enough. dodger. Oh, what Black, about you, Josh? Black Forest Gatto for me is overrated. It's like trifle. Oh, really? It's oh, like trifle, it's Gatto. overrated. It's like, you know, oh, they wheel it out every now and then. It's oh. like you go around to your mum and dad's for Sunday dinner. I've made a trifle, have you? Great. I bloody love <laughs> a like trifle. Bread and what are you butter pudding about? as well. Bread and butter pudding. That, I can fuck oh off. no. No, Ooh, bread, bread and butter pudding. Bread and milk. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um for me it's biscuits. Is I like it, yeah, I do like ones? both. Oh, do you know like Jammy Dodger? Uh I love a Jammy What Dodger. are those German ones that are biscuit with chocolate on the top over the top of it, like Choco Liebens or something like oh, that? Oh yeah. Oh, Ooh. unbelievable. Yeah. Um them. Viennese uh, ones. What are they? What they're like mm-hmm. two two shortbreads and a and a um, yeah like Viennese biscuits, right? Yeah, jamming jamming creams, BMBNs, classic. <gasps> I hadn't had a BMBN. Oh, time. You've got to have a BMBN. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, so for me, for me, it's biscuits. I do like both, but if I had to pick, mm. if yeah, I feel like I can get get more from a biscuit. <laughs> you can dunk it. It's got that dunkability factor. You don't dunk a cake, do you? Do you know what I mean? If you no. were if you were in a cafe and you were shoving some carrot cake in a coffee, they'd just squat yeah, you out. Yeah, bit weird that. Yeah, bit weird. Um, Mark, what about you? Biscuits or cakes? Very easy. Biscuits. Yes. Two yes, one. I don't. I don't like cakes at all. What? Really? You don't um, like any cake. I do. I, I like them a bit, but I'm not a huge fan. But biscuits, God, I could eat biscuits all day. Best Vicounts. What's the... Oh, Vicounts. Vicounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, just, What's uh, a Jaffa cake, though? Is it not like a big debate over that? So, so that's a big... That is... It's something to do with VAT, that, isn't it? It's like... <laughs> no, it is. It is genuinely. There's a, there's a court case. If you Google it, there's some sort of court case where they wanted to be one and they were being labelled as the other and they wanted to be the other one because that meant they didn't have to pay VAT. So I think it might oh, be you pay VAT on cakes... 
and you're out on biscuits. But it they is. Call themselves it, a cake, but they're not. It's it's a cake in biscuit form, right? Because it takes like the shape and the the sort of practicality of a biscuit, because you can just pop one out the packet and shove it in your gob. Like you haven't got to sit down and carve it and put it out on plates or it's whatever. A, it's a biscuit, right? You wouldn't have a but massive Jaffa cake at a wedding, would you? There's well, maybe. Hours. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Is that what you had at your wedding? Yeah. <laughs> massive Jaffa cake. <laughs> it's about something about what happens if, if you leave it out in the air. Oh, yeah, it goes stale. Yeah, it goes stale, yeah. So if it goes stale, it's a cake. So it is a cake, then. Maybe it's a cake. See, yeah, I might have to change definitely, my mind then. No, I think that is a very good call because, it. yeah, Jaffa cake would go hard, whereas mm-hmm. a biscuit would go soft over time. Yeah, we've cracked it. We've cracked. So get the lawyers on the phone. <laughs> Tell them we've cracked it. Get them in. Little film podcast. Don't worry, we sorted it. Um, <laughs> we sorted the debate. <laughs> right. So we'll move on to talking about this week's film. Now, the film Mark has chosen, which we'll come on to, is Police Academy. But in a rare turn of events. When I asked Mark to come on, he actually chose two films we'd already done before. Oh, guys, I'm yeah. buzzing about this. I'm Mark, buzzing about this. Guess do, what? Do you want to do you want to tell us the uh, not? So one of them was Cocktail. Mark, the do you first one was Cocktail, which yeah, we'd already cocktail done before. Cocktail, I think, is the most underrated film of all time, and, and, and uh, that's what we thought when we did it. Yeah, and the other one was Grease Two. Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm going to get messages now. I adore. I think it's <laughs> it's so far better than the first one. It's ridiculous. wow. I'm yes. gonna be. Yeah. This is this keeps happening on this podcast. I, I going on. have so many strong feelings about Grease Two and how it is a billion times better than the first one <laughs> for so many reasons. We yeah. won't go into it. That's not what this episode is about. But when Josh told me that you wanted to pick that, oh my god, I wanted to let you pick it. I was like, let's do it. Let's talk about it again. <laughs> Let's just do it. Do it, do it Grease 2 too. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, there's, quite a, there's quite a lot of comedians love Grease 2 as well. I have, oh, I've, I've, a... I've heard it. It's not like outside of this podcast, I've heard plenty of people like make a case for Grease 2. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. I I hadn't re I'd seen it when I was a kid. And then when we did it on, on the podcast, I, I thought it was all right. I didn't hate it. I just was like, yeah, it's not as bad as everybody says it is. Mm. That was like my sort of response to it. But like, Alice, you you really love Grease too. M, who's another one of our guests. I loved it. So I loved on. it as a kid. Yeah. And then it came into my mind to do it for the podcast. So I was like, right, yeah, let's do it. And then I watched it again as an adult. And I was like, this film actually bangs. Like, it is actually good. This isn't just me, like, rose-colored glasses or whatever, or, you know, nostalgia kind of blinding me to the reality of it. It's actually a cracking film. And if you compare it to the first one, which shits all over it. Shits all over Grease Wilder. The songs, the songs are much better than the first Songs are amazing. Cool Rider is one yeah. of the best songs in the world. I, I, best, I, I, one I of the that. best songs in the world. I said it. Yeah. I said what I said. Yeah. It goes, give me shelter by the stones. Yeah. Help for the Beatles. And then Cool Rider by Michelle Pfeiffer. He knows. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> um, so let's move on to talking about the film that you have picked uh, yeah. the third time I tried, um, which is which is Police Academy, which is from Night Falls. Spoiler warnings for those of you who haven't seen a almost forty year old film. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's some real twists in Police Academy say, as well. We had to give a spoiler warning for uh, what was it was it Meet Me in St Louis? It was the oldest film we'd done? Yeah, eight, nearly a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For those who were around when it first came out, still waiting to see it at the cinema. Um, anyway, <laughs> so Mark, Police Academy. For those who don't know, what's it about and why did you pick it for the podcast? So, Police Academy is a 1980s comedy. That is about, so it's an, an, a nondescript city. Uh, you never really find out which one it is. Uh, and the mayor, the female mayor, has decided to initiate a programme to clean up the city where they are going to allow regular people to apply to become policemen, to become uh, in the police academy. So uh, what happens is you get a, a ragtag bunch of misfits <laughs> that all join the police academy and you follow their adventures. Uh, the main character, but, well, I might, I might as well say, the, um, I think he's the, is he the, the police commissioner? is not happy about this. He's not mm, happy about this. The because chief. The chief, yeah, yeah. He's not happy about this because he thinks it's devaluing the police force and the police academy. And he's really not happy about it because 
there, it, it will allow women in. <laughs> and uh, there's a scene where he, he describes the fact that he used to see Johnsons everywhere. Right, that very American term to describe Ooh. a penis. So it used to be Johnson's as far as the eye can see. And um, he's not happy with this. So he wants Commandant Lassard, um, who is basically Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. But they, they couldn't afford Leslie Nielsen. So uh, he, he said to him, right, these guys can join, but you need to get them out. There's no way they can uh, graduate and become policemen. So uh, we then meet uh, Steve Gutenberg's character, the main character, who is uh, Carrie Mahoney. And he has recently, he works in a, it's like a parking garage. Yeah. And uh, he has trashed someone's car because he's got this incredible skill, like most people have, where he can drive a car in two wheels. And Easy. And he settles it. So Piece of piss. The guy, yeah, his boss <laughs> is furious with him. But luckily... Mahoney knows a guy in a police, uh, he, he knows a police sergeant who used to be his pals with his dad, and he offers him a choice of either go to prison or he has to join the police academy. So that's the thing, become a bad guy or a good guy. So he joins the police academy, meets, uh, while, he's, while he's at the, the police station, he meets another one of the uh, cadets who is played by Michael Winslow, who is a uh, Larvel Jones, who has an incredible talent for being able to mimic any noise in the world. <laughs> He'll be probably the most memorable character of the whole series. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they join, and then you get to meet all the characters. You get to meet uh, Hightower, huge big black guy that's there. Uh, you get to meet Hooks, who is a very softly spoken woman. There's uh, Douglas Fackler, who's an incredibly clumsy man. You get Barbara, who doesn't really want... None of them really want to be there, but they've all got their own reasons for being there. And then it becomes like a kind of slapstick full metal jacket. <laughs> what a great go, way of putting it. They just go through the training and uh, various mishaps happen. There is a lot of a lot of sexual tension that's going about being an 80s comedy. And... Uh, in the end, there is a massive riot in the city, uh, and because of Commandant Lassard's clumsiness, the cadets who are not yet fully qualified policemen and women are left to deal with the riot, and then at the end they graduate. Brilliant, brilliant. So, did you pick it because you think it's underrated, underseen, or you just like it? Now, I thought it was underrated when I, when I was first doing this because I was always going to pick something. Whenever I ask these kind of questions, I always go to things like Grease 2 that I've loved yeah. when I was a child because that's when I loved films so much. Yeah. Uh, so I almost went for weird science as well. Ooh, so it's, it's that kind of era. Mm. And I, 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 remember, I remember my brother and I watching this film way too young. <laughs> like as as most people watching this film, wait like eight years old. But the thing is, it's a PG. Is um, it? It's, it's a PG. Right? There's tits everywhere in this. There is, and that's that's the thing. It's it's a, like Jaws is a fucking PG. It's unbelievable. <laughs> this is when you could get away with it. So there's swearing in this. There's drugs references. There's. Um, there's I thought this. Was, I just assumed this was a fifteen. Nah, PG, PG thirteen in that America. Is mad. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, and at the time, the majority of the jokes completely flew over my head. Mm. And then, as I watched it, as I was getting older, I was getting more and more of the jokes. And I always remembered it so fondly, and I always remember laughing a hell of a lot. So, in terms of a comedy, I think it probably is underrated because I think, having watched it again since, I think. There's a lot that's problematic about it, <laughs> as there is with most 80s and 90s comedies. <laughs> and not even 2000s, so not, even, not even 90s, into the 2000s as well, <laughs> some of it, fucking hell. Um, but I think, I think it's one of those films that if it hadn't come along, you wouldn't have had another load of films mm. later on. So I think, I, I wouldn't, I, I'll, I'll not go so far as to say it was a trailblazer, but... <laughs> I will say that it helped. It helped a lot of the later films. 
Okay. That one okay. So, Alice, before we get into it then, mm-hmm. had you seen this before? No, hadn't seen it. Kind of had heard of it, but didn't really, like, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't realise that this was the type of film that it mm. was. I think uh, most of my, um, like, where I've heard it from is things like Family Guy, yeah, maybe Simpsons, The Simpsons, like yeah. just reference, pop culture reference. But no, didn't, had no idea what to expect, had no expectations going in. Uh, what about yourself, Josh? Had you yeah, seen this yes, one? Yes, similar to you. So I hadn't seen, I knew what it was about because I'd seen it parodied so many times and I knew bits about it, like I knew the sound effects guy. You know, I think most people know the sound effects guy. It's like a really famous part of this film. But no, went to it other than, I think it, it had, it's one of those things that left a lasting footprint on on pop culture didn't it so like mark says it was influential in many in many you ways can see so the influences, i don't yeah. think there's many people who would watch it for the first time now and not know at least a base outline of Some the plot or yeah. the, or even or the music or the music, the music was yes. as soon as the music started the i was like i know amazing. this yeah yeah, yeah and i've yeah, definitely heard it parodied brilliant. like you say in family guy or the simpsons or something like that but i'm mm. not too not too sure when. and there's a lot of jokes in this that that um that i'd seen in other stuff like you know like don't move dirtbag and all that sort yeah. of stuff up. and you're like oh is that what that this is what that this is what that's from that's so mm. so that's that was really interesting so i was interested to to go uh to go in and have a look at it then so let's get stuck into what we liked about it then alice what did you like about the film what are your general thoughts so i, I really like the concept i think the idea that anyone from anywhere with any sort of background can become a police officer gives you endless possibilities of the type of characters that you can get all in one place and it can become a real melting pot of people, of undesirables, as they're called in the film. Um, and I think the, the, they really utilised that. And that's where obviously a lot of the comedy came from. And I think it was a real draw. And it was just it, it's it was just quite an interesting concept. And I think I think they kind of did the best that they could with it. And it reminded me a lot of a of like a high school film, but for mm-hmm. and starring adults. So near the beginning, especially, it feels like a bunch of kids on their first day of school or college slash university. So it's funny to see how these adults respond in these situations that we would usually see kids in. So you've got like the cool guys with like Mahoney. And is it is it George Martin who's the George guy Martin. who pretends, pretends to, be Spanish, to have an accent to get the yeah. ladies? Yeah. <laughs> so they're like the cool, sexy guys. And then you've got like the pretty girl and then the nerds and the narcs and the mean principal and the hot teacher in the sergeant and it really riffs off all these kind of tropes that you usually see in teen movies except that not only are they adults but they're trying to achieve something really serious like becoming a police (laughs) officer so I thought that was really clever and really funny my favorite character and if is his name Tackleberry Tackleberry, yeah, that military. Yeah, so I had, to, I had to look, I had to look it up because I was like, oh, what is this guy's name? And I was like, he's my favourite. So he's a little bit unhinged and a little bit crazy, uh, but I thought he was great. So yeah, I really liked the concept, and I really liked a lot of the characters and what they did with the characters. Uh, what about you, Josh? What was like your main takeaway from this? Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mm. mean, so it's a really simple premise, isn't it? And you go in mm. and straight away you know what the plot is, you know what the background is, just with a bit of text on the screen. And sometimes there can be elements of that where it's like, show me, don't tell me. But I think it works really well in this, rather than in a scene where they're talking about what they're going to do, just this is what the mayor said, and then this is the plot. And and I, I really liked that. It's got basically boundless potential for comedy in this because it's so, so broad. And what I like about it is that essentially it's like a series of sketches. Like you can see the influence of something like Monty Python on this, in that it's just a series of sketches and different types of comedy, and they do all of them really well. There's some really good slapstick stuff in there that reminded me, you know, speaking of Leslie Nielsen, reminded me of Naked Gun and Airplane and that sort of stuff. There's some really funny visual gags. I mean, the, one of my favourite jokes was when, the, <laughs> and I know we don't like to just talk about scenes from the films, but when the the, the villain is writing on the blackboard and he just keeps going and it keeps just going. becomes oh, absolute yeah. Yeah. gibberish. Because I've been in a training situation like that and you're like, what is he talking about <laughs> yeah and like and, and it's just you know acronyms and, and summaries and all that sort of stuff so really enjoyed that some good dialogue driven gags in there there was a lot of really well constructed sketches that were written like stand-up jokes so so like mm-hmm. the bit where um they're all shaving their head and it is like full metal jacket the guy's shaving the head and i remember thinking well they don't shave their head to go in the police and then yeah. and then you're like and then at the end yeah, the guy's yeah. like 
No, just do whatever you want. He's just a barber. Like, yeah. That, so yeah. like, just ask for a, just a little off the top, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, yeah. you know, that is essentially, it's like a joke, isn't it? A setup, a punchline, and then that's the result. So I really enjoyed that. I mean, I laughed a lot at this film. Um, I, I was, I did go into it worrying that it might have aged poorly, which, you know, I'm sure we'll come on to later on. But, and it's, and also there's elements as well that I think it's quite feel good. Um, there's some good payoffs. They they sow some seeds of plot, and then they pay off later on. So there's a guy. Is it this surname Barbara? Is he sort of chubby guy, mm. and he's being bullied at the beginning by sort of people who come to his Kodak like kiosk, don't they? Yeah. And he's very much like, I'll get you, and then he does. Mm. And there's a few little bits of payoffs as um, that they sow in that they come into it later on. And I think it's a really really well structured comedy that is yeah like i say it's almost like a series of sketches but there is some really good character development in there in terms of giving you some satisfaction as an audience member so oh really yeah i can see why i can see why people like really like this film i know the only other thing i knew going into it was it became a bit of a parody because they did so many sequels but yeah i mean there's 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 plenty of franchises that just go on and on and on and, and, and that don't ever mm. die i mean there's most horror franchises <laughs> but yeah. um anyway Mark, so haven't haven't had a look at it then what do you think like, what do you like about it I still, it's the characters for yeah. me. I think this is an incredibly well-rounded, very, very funny characters. Yeah. I love the slapstick element of it. I think that is a great thing. And when I was, I was kind of reading about it afterwards, and I didn't know that. Uh, so they 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 made it as a kind of it was it was around about the time when like Porky's came out mm. and Airplane had just came out, and they were trying to ramp up the kind of gross-out humor that would that would then come on later in the 90s and stuff like that. And the director wanted to kind of dial back on that and make it make it a lot more set-piecey and a, a lot more visual gags and a lot less just farts. Mm. And they, they, apparently the initial script had so many fart jokes, it was unbelievable. Oh, <laughs> and he kind of... He gave in and said, "Right, I'll keep. I'll keep the one bit. And the one bit that the, the one bit that they definitely wanted was the. There's a scene where Lieutenant Harris, who is the, who's the is the lieutenant that basically is trying to make sure that they fail. Yeah, and he, he's hired these two basic neo Nazis to <laughs> kind of help him. Uh, and there's a scene where there's a there's a there's a chase, and he, he commandeers a bike, and he ends up uh, going over the handlebars of the bike." And getting wedged right up a horse's arse. Uh, yeah. And that's that's the scene that he said, I'll, I'm only allowing that scene if I can reference it afterwards. And that scene's not, like when I was a kid, that was hilarious. Like a guy mm. going up a horse's bum was amazing. But it's the, the scene afterwards, because it's only him and Mahoney. And when he comes in to do his kind of parade up and down the cadets, um, he asks Mahoney, he whispers in his ear, and he was like, I trust you told nobody. <laughs> And he was like, no, I didn't breathe a word. And then he comes back down and you see the rest of them stifling laughter and some of their faces stifling the laughter. And the best is Jones at the end because he can barely hold it in. And then as soon as he turns away, he makes the, hor- he makes the sound of a horse. And he, like even, even the other sergeants are laughing at it. So I, I just loved, I loved, I loved him as a character. I love uh, Commandant Lassard. I think he is a fantastic fantastic character fantastically mm. a great physical comedian mm. um i love how confused he is i love thinking about how the hell he got to the top of the police force because <laughs> he wanders about with a golf club and a fish in a bowl all the time <laughs> and uh and the, my, like the, my favorite scene in the whole film where there's like a, a convoluted setup where mahoney they, basically the the guy you were talking about barbara Mm. is he uh, stands up to the two bullies that are in the police academy uh he ends up hitting them in the face one of them in the face with a like a tin pan or mm. a, like a, a tray that he yeah takes like a cafeteria day. tray isn't it? Yeah. the cafeteria tray and then they for some reason decide the best way to get back to him is to plant a prostitute in his room <laughs> so he then calls on mahoney who helps him out and for some reason decides to hide him in a podium I hide her in a podium and then he's about to leave and then he climbs into the podium with her and then Commandant Lassad is to give a speech to all these visiting dignitaries and she just assumes that he's the guy that she's supposed to service. The target. So 
the target, yeah. So you see him delivering this speech, and then all you hear is a zip getting put down. And his acting through that uh, is, I, I genuinely still laughed at it so, so much. And then there's a, the amazing payoff when he walks away, having been relieved, turns round, <laughs> and Mahoney pops his head out. And uh, they just kind of have a look at each other, and he just goes, Good speech. Good speech. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I think set pieces like that is what I loved about it and so I th- much. And I think what it does really well is that it it doesn't selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The funny thing is the unsaid thing. So yeah, he goes up the horse's ass, but it doesn't linger on it and goes, look at how funny no. this is. What is funny is that afterwards, everyone can't stop laughing. And same yeah. with that joke. He stood at the podium and it's not look at, you know, the action. It's look at him trying not to react to it. So it's yeah. like we, we've talked about it on the pod before. Like one of the, I don't like to say I hate any films or I don't like any films. When people ask me before, is there any films you, you really don't like? I've talked about, you know, though, the post scary movie, let's do every genre movie. So like disaster yeah. movie and all that, because what those, those films do, and I've said this before is sort of go, Oh, look, it's Lady Gaga. Yeah. Yeah. There she is. What's the joke? Well, she's there, isn't she? That's yeah. not, that's not right. And that's just like makeup and costumes. You've got to make it clever. You've got to, you know, your audience is clever. They will know what's going on. So you've got to find yeah. an angle that will make them react to that, not just, you know, essentially her in the podium doing that or the guy up the horse's ass because people people know that. You don't need to tell them that. You need to find something yeah. to make them go, oh, yeah. And and that and yeah. that is what this does really well, I think. Even the line, even the line Mahoney delivers after he gets shoved up the horse's arse, <laughs> when he just kind of shouts, he was like, he's like, someone call a veterinarian. <laughs> Like even that's a funny line, you know. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's well scripted. That was so the bit that was the bit that made me think of Monty Python was when they're all trying not to laugh. Yeah, and that was when I sort of made the connection of like, oh yeah, there is bits of it that's sort of like something like Life of Brian or Meaning of Life, yes. where it's like there is a there is a plot, but actually it's a series of scenarios until the plot finishes, yeah. basically. And um, yeah, and I, I really yeah. like that. It, it it absolutely flew by as well. It's really well paced. Mm. But yeah. uh, but uh, but yeah. What about you, Alice? Was there was there anything else you particularly enjoyed? 
Well, just interesting what you said then about how the funny moments are the things that aren't said. So my favorite thread throughout the whole thing and the thing that I found the funniest was whenever they would ask the woman to repeat something she'd said, but then she would say it again so, so quietly <laughs> that no one could hear or understand her because she was so nervous. And yeah. this happened maybe four or five times. And every time I was like, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but again, it's about what's not being said because she goes to then repeat herself, but she like can't get her words out. She can't speak or whatever. I don't know. I just thought that was pretty funny, man. That tickled me every <laughs> what, time. What are, um, what are the sequels like, Mark? Because I haven't seen any of them. Um, I've seen, um, there's a, bizarrely, there's an animated series oh, yeah, was made yeah. as well. Um, the sequels, I quite like the second one. The second one's basically just after they've, uh, I think, I think, I think they're actual police. They're, they're on the beat right, after that. Right. And that's the second they made one. it. They grabbed yeah. it. And it's mostly the same characters. And then they get worse and worse and worse. Right. Um, <laughs> they are, they are. Some of them are okay. Some yeah. of them are very, very funny bits. Mostly the characters stay the same all the way through. Um, the, the last two, the next six and seven, are abysmal. Right. Uh, wow. Six to seven. Six um, and seven. <laughs> but that's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, but, uh, but they're okay. Like, they're, they're, they're very easy, easy watching. And there are some very funny bits in it. Yeah. But uh, none of them are as strong as yeah. the first one. So you said your favorite. Who who did you say your favorite character was, Alice? Um, tackle Tackleberry. Tackleberry, and who was yours, Mark? Yeah, uh, mine's Commandant Massard. Oh yeah, Commander, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think who mine is. I'd probably be tempted. I, I do. The, I like the sound effects guy, but also maybe that's just because I'm so impressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually quite yeah. like um, Harris. I think he is similar to Massard. I think he gives a really good He's performance. Funny, yeah, as, as mm. like a. As a, he is a villain, but it's all just sort of bureau- bureaucracy, and he's got to stick up his ass, sort of thing. Rather than he doesn't yeah. actually do anything villainous, he's a bit yeah. he's a bit panto, isn't he? He's just sort of following them round and peeping round corners, and always polishing a walking cane. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> for some for some reason, but but, uh, but yeah, no, yeah, lots of he gets a uh, he gets a uh, um, he gets like a, a minion. He's not he's not the second one. There's a different. There's a different kind of bad guy in the second one, but then he returns in the third, and he returns with a guy called Proctor, right. who is his uh, second in command. And that is what the Simpsons, that was where the inspiration for the Simpsons of Mr. Burns wow. and Smithers was. Mm. Just this kind of lapdog that does everything yeah. for him and worships him. A lackey and a boss sort of thing. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so we'll move on then to talk about things that we might change about the film or that we didn't like. Now, I don't think for you, Mark, there's going to gonna be loads, but but is there anything that you would change about it? Um, there's not a huge amount because, like, I mean, I'm, I mean, we kind of have to address, like, there is, there is problematic stuff yeah. in it. Um, would I change that? I don't know. I'm very reluctant to change anything from films that are clearly of their time yeah because and i don't think in this i don't think this is as gratuitously i mean that i mean there is there's undoubtedly gratuitous nudity there is a lot uh, of there is a lot of that there's yeah. just like no no reason for it <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's 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 racism in it as well there is, uh, there is. however i think in the case it's definitely there's only really one character that says anything untoward, and that is one of the two guys. I think they're called Blanks and Copeland. The shaved egg and guys. Both, yeah, yeah. And both times they get called up on it. It's not. Yeah. It, nobody, nobody joins in in the joke, and nobody. It's not played for laughs. It's played by this guy that is completely intolerant to anyone that anyone from an ethnic minority that would consider joining the police. Mm. And certainly when he when he when he offloads, because there's a scene where uh, Hooks, who's the quietly spoken mm. uh, cadet, she they're doing a driving test and she runs over his foot and then he he racially abuses her. Yeah. yeah and immediately yeah. Hightower uh, Basically, basically beats him up. Yeah. So, uh, and so the, he does get his comeuppance both times he says anything. And that's the thing, unsavory. isn't it? That's the thing is it, it 
it's not going. Oh, that's funny that they're going. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this prejudice. Yeah. This person has this horrible view, and they're getting there just. Yeah. It's like we did. Um, so we've done plenty of films before. We've talked about how they've aged, haven't we, Alice? And when we did, like, and there, there are ones where you go, this isn't due to aging. This is due to poor writing. So we did uh, Forty Days and Forty Nights, right? Which is the film where yeah. Josh Hartner can't have sex. Yeah. And we went. Every character in this is entirely sex obsessed. It's only from twenty years ago, and it's really. It's really strange, isn't it? Because like we said in the episode, Alice, that there is an idea there that could make something out of and, and make a really good comedy. But for some reason, it just falls on sort of cheap laughs, doesn't it, Alice? Mm. But yeah. there are... It depends. It depends who is making certain jokes and stuff. Like you say, because the guy who who says all the racist language, he is one of the villains of the piece. Like you're not rooting for him. The yeah. film doesn't want you to side with him. Yeah. I think if it was Mahoney maybe yeah. using that language, it would be a different story. Exactly. But it isn't. And because it's satire as well, it's like even even some of the treatment of women and obviously all the boobs and bums and stuff, <laughs> it's a bit like, but this is, it, it is satire. It's kind of yeah. taking the piss out of the things that society think men care about or, you know, the things that men do just care, you know, or they just want to see tits and ass and all this. And even when they're in the police academy, they just want to see tits and ass. So it kind of just felt like it was taking the piss out of those things. So it doesn't really feel as as big a deal. It's I think as well, the thing is with this as well, is it's got protagonists, but there's no one in Mm. there held up as a shining example of like purity or like this person, like Mahoney is the hero of the piece, but even he is like shown to be a flawed character. He's shown to like have a bit of a temper and react badly and be a bit obnoxious. And like, so it's not, it's not, like you say, it's not showing it's holding anyone up as a beacon of positivity. It's, yeah. it's a satire, like Alice says. I mean, like, with Mahoney, he's, I mean, he, 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 he is the main character, and he obviously is. There's a kind of, at the start, because it's Kim Cattrall, yeah. who is uh, the, the female cadet that he ends up with uh, in a relationship. And um, there's a bit where the start where he pretends to be. Uh, he pretends to basically be Harris. Yeah, yeah. So she's standing as they just arrive, <laughs> and he's standing there and pretends to be her, and then asks her a phone number, mm. and then she kind of says, "What?" And he goes, "Come on, ice front phone number now." <laughs> and then even that I found quite harmless because when Harris comes along and he says, "What are you doing?" and he goes, "Meeting women, sir." It was. It's just like I chatted someone up, I mean, and, is, and she like, does. And she does take him on as well. She's not like. Yeah. She's not like leave me alone. Yeah. Like they, they're flirting, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. From what from then, what you can tell. And Mahoney becomes a good guy because he takes the fall mm. for Barbara later on, which leads to him being thrown out. Mm. And he takes that fall knowing that he's going to go to jail because he hasn't managed to complete the full course. And it's it's, so, it's very easy, I think, in this day and age to in order to make a point to look at something that's old and, and just, and say, oh, this is, you know, shows a prejudice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think there's a difference between showing a prejudice and being from a different time. Mm-hmm. And I think that is an example, you know, there are things in this, like there is, so, okay, there is racist language, like we touched on. Now, Mahoney uses some homophobic language mm-hmm. and it's, you know, I, it did stick out to me, but I've heard stuff from more recently use that word. To, to refer yeah. to home, homosexual people and it's it's you know it's not right it's not it's not right and we, you wouldn't use it now but i guess we've looked at it and gone well we know that's bad so but you can't then pretend yeah. you can't then pretend it was never used because if, if anything then you're just trying to you're just trying to hide your own history if anything you need to go yeah we it was used we shouldn't have done it and now we don't yeah but for me you need to see the evolution yeah, as well you, we need to see how film has evolved and we can't assess how far we've come if we don't look at what once was and what was once acceptable. Exactly. Otherwise, how do you how do you know you've progressed and bettered yourself? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Deep that it for Police Academy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Alice, was there anything that you particularly didn't like? So, I feel feel like I could have done with a bit more time with world building and character development at the beginning. Right. So, you know, maybe see what problems the city has that the mayor is trying to fix to bring on this mass recruitment for the police officers. Because I think you get a bit of a slide at the beginning, don't you, that just says, oh, the mayor's decided this Mm. is what she wants to do. Mm -hmm. I I wanted to see a bit of like, well, let me see the problems. What is going wrong? Why why is she going to such extreme circumstances that she just wants to hire as many police officers as possible from 
you know, all over the place, all different walks of life or whatever. Like, how has she come to that decision? Um, and I just wanted to see a bit more from the characters at the beginning as well. You do get a little bit like when each of them, it's like, you know, basically as they're about to go to the police academy, like we get the the woman, she's in the car and she's talking to her mum about it and stuff. I could have just done with a bit more there so that mm. by the time we get to the academy, like you're already engaged with those characters and like maybe you have feelings for them, maybe you care about them, maybe you already hate them or whatever. So just a little bit more around that. Um, from a technical point of view, some of the audio was pretty shit. Like the volume was quite inconsistent. Sometimes I struggled to hear the dialogue. Like I was really straining sometimes and then it would be really loud in one part and then really quiet in another. So obviously that, you know, just a sign of the times, I'm sure they were just using the best microphones they had. <laughs> But I did notice that, that I was like, oh, fucking hell, I don't even know if I can really hear what they're trying to say. I wonder if it's like a dubbing issue. Sometimes that can be a dubbing issue with films from that I time. I think so. It? I think so, yeah. So there was just that. And then finally, it does just feel a little bit out, like a bit of its time. Like I feel like satire and comedy has evolved so much in the decades since it's come out that I think this n would now struggle to pack the same punch the other films of the present day that take a similar vein would, if you know what I mean. So I was, I did have to try and watch it, like really put myself in that headspace. Well, no, imagine mm. it's the early eighties. What kind of films would you have seen up until now? And then you just kind of got to ignore everything that's happened in the past 30 or 40 years. So I do think it's very of its time, which I think could potentially be isolating to modern audiences. So do you think a lot of, I think a lot of this is um, like the strength of this is based on a lot of people's nostalgia. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I would. I would what say. Would you, so, yeah, what, I reckon if you saw this as a kid, you'd be, oh, you'd you'd think it was the best thing ever. What, what right? do you reckon, yeah. Mark? To that? Um, I no, I totally agree. I totally agree. It wouldn't it wouldn't stand up uh, to modern comedies at all. Uh, I think there's a. I, I, I think partly it might it might because of the silliness mm. of it. I think it's a very very silly film. There's a style. Um, there's a stylistic element in there as well, isn't there? Of the way yeah. comedy and comedy films have changed. Like you could tell an eighties comedy. You can tell a nineties comedy. Just from yeah, absolutely. It's fascinating it. to look at it in that way as well, and to actually see how far we've come, and to see, like you said before, Mark, to see the influences that mm. it has had and how it's had an impact on things that maybe are still getting produced today as well, which in itself is fascinating. Yeah, I totally agree. What about you, Josh? Anything uh, you didn't like? No, no, nothing that we've not... The only thing that we've not already touched on, which I suppose sort of goes back to what you were saying about the, the character development, I would have liked to have seen more of Kim Cattrall's character because mm -hmm. she's not she's sort of there to be a love interest. And I think yeah. she's, she's a great actor and she's a bit wasted in this. Um, and even if it's just a couple more scenes of like, why does she want to, do, you know, she wants to join the police because she just says she wants to, but like, why? Like, I, I, mm. I'd quite like more of her character so that when they get together mm. at the end, there's a bit more of a payoff. So perhaps maybe even up her and Mahoney's part. So they were both co-leads or whatever. I yep. mean, you know, that's just something I'd change about it. Maybe just lose her a little bit more, but, but no, overall, not nothing that we'd not already touched on. I'll tell you one thing, actually, is the bit where um, they're training with the rifles and the guy turns around. That absolutely... Yes. Because I did that. So <laughs> so I was... I was, um, I was... This is... I, I might cut this. This is so nerdy. No, I was on, in, go I was, on, <laughs> I was in the Scouts, right? Oh, that's okay. I think and, uh, a lot of people were, And we were John, using air worry. rifles and I was practicing and someone <laughs> said something and I went, what? And I turned around oh, and literally everyone... And it's just an air rifle, do you know what I mean? But everyone went, shit, yeah. <laughs> dived out of the way. And oh, it just made gosh. me go, oh, I was him. That's a stupid thing to do. That's a, like. <laughs> that's a really that's a really good sequence, that, because you do have Barbara where, because as soon as he gets the gun, he shoots it off into the air, and then he does the turn yeah. around and everyone ducks. And the, up until then, uh, the, the guy that's taken him out on the course kind of says, come with me. And then Tackleberry comes up, and you can tell this is the moment he's been waiting for. <laughs> so he gets up and cocks the gun himself, and then says to the instructor, "Come with me." And then ends up running through. He's like diving over cars <laughs> as if it's like Starsky and Hutch and stuff. It's great. Okay, so we'll move on then to having a little look at the critical uh, reception. Then now, Alice, you haven't seen the critical reception, Mark. I don't mm -hmm. know if you've had a chance to have a look at it. So. We'll come to you first, Mark. How do you think it did critically? What sort of scores do you think we're looking at? I 
I don't think, I don't know, I think I think around about, <sighs> critically, it'll depend when the reviews were done. I think, I think it'll have done all right. Mm. I don't think it'll have, I don't I think it'll have blown the doors off anything, but, but all right. I think it'll have got a solid seven. Okay. Maybe seven. seven out of ten. If we're going seven out of ten, okay, okay. Alice, what do you think? So I feel like it is pretty iconic in its own way, and the mm. fact that it's so present in pop culture, I think, says a lot. So then I'm just torn. Well, is that coming from the audiences or is that coming from the critics? So I wonder if maybe the audience scored it high, but the critics perhaps not so generous. So I would probably bring it down a bit lower than Mark. I reckon we're probably looking at maybe early sixes, maybe like a late five, maybe. I think I'll go bang on six to sort of straddle those two numbers. But I would say it could be anywhere between like a 5.7 and like a 6.3. But I reckon reckon a six. Okay, so at the time of recording on IMDb, it gets Mm 6.7 out of 10. Okay. On Rotten, not, not bad, not bad. From on Rotten Tomatoes, from the audience, it gets sixty four percent, and from the okay. critics, it gets fifty five percent, which Ooh. which 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 averages <laughs> out at sixty two percent. So, Ooh, I mean, okay. what do we think? That's underrated, right? For me, I think that's what, underrated. What do you think, Mark? How does that make you feel? I think, yeah. I mean, it's close to what I thought it would be. I think it deserves. I think it deserves up to an average of seventy percent. I really do. I think it's underrated. I, I think sixty-two percent is underrated because it, like, it's like Alice said, it's funny. It's got different types of comedy in it, but also it's had a real lasting effect. Like I know there's elements mm. of of, of parody yeah. later on, but the you you've got to you've got to admit that first one, the influence it's had has been mm. great. It is it's still parodied today, and I think I think sixty-two percent is harsh for me. What do you reckon, Alice? So that's about right for me. Um, I would say oh. that that's probably appropriately rated, <laughs> but I reckon if I'd, if I'd seen it younger and we had a lot of really dodgy films in my house when I was growing up, so I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't end up seeing this when I was about six years old. So I just, I wonder if I am not the core audience for it. 55% so though, think... from the critics, what do you think to that? Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm not surprised <laughs> yeah. by that number really. I'm, I'm not more surprised, surprised the by these. No. Oh no, never. Oh, they could be real bastards. I can, I can imagine <laughs> them all in 1984 watching this, just furiously writing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think I think Mark has made a lot of very good points, so I do think it can go into the underrated pile. So there we go, Mark. Into Excellent. the underrated pile. Into the underrated vault Excellent. Police Academy goes. Well, thanks very much for coming on, man. Yes, thank oh, you. Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah, I've, never, I've never had a chance to talk about that film. Ever, so <laughs> the amount of people who've said that. Like, I just wanted to talk about this film and no, and like, no one. <laughs> <laughs> like, like therapy or something. Um, yeah, yeah, I wish yeah. I wish I'd known that you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank because oh. I would have loved to have been able to speak about that with a guest. It, it would was have just been. me and Josh. It would have been the first ever three-hour episode that you've ever had to put out. So. <laughs> I tell you what, why don't we, at some point, right, do, instead of an episode, we could do some sort of live chat about Greece. I too. won't do that to you, Josh. No, no. If Mark, if, Mark, okay. if Mark agrees to come on and we can see if M is free, we'll have an Instagram live chat about Greece too and people can ask us questions about it. How about, how All about right, so we'll, I'll get you the there blueprints you to this plan because I am down. There we go. We'll get that booked in for, for some point at some point in the future. Um, Mark, where, where do the listeners look out for your stuff? What, what should we be looking out for? Uh, well, you can find me on any social media. It'll be at Mark Nelson Comic on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff. Um, I've got my own podcast, oh. which is all about music where I've got a guest every week and they pick a playlist. It's called My Perfect Playlist. Right. Uh, you'll find that everywhere on the podcasts. It's basically I get, get guests from comedy, all, all sorts of entertainment worlds, and I give them various categories to pick a playlist and mm-hmm. we talk about why they've chosen those songs. And uh, I also have just released uh, my first ever comedy special Brilliant. on YouTube. 
So if you if you Google Mark Nelson comedy, you'll be able to find that on YouTube completely free. Oh, brilliant. Oh, amazing. Will, Mark Nelson comedy on YouTube. We'll make sure we put all of that up on the social medias and when we release the episode and, and, and all that. So yeah, make sure you check out Mark's stuff. And thanks very much for joining us, Mark. Thank you. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for asking. Cheers. So there we go, Mark Nelson talking to us about Police Academy. Do be sure to check out all his stuff because I've watched a lot of his videos and stuff uh, and he is brilliant. He's well worth a look. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with another film. Uh, until then, if you'd like to get in touch with us, it's filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. We're on all your social medias if you just search for just films and that pod. And we're also on the television every Friday, aren't we, Alice? We are indeed. That's every Friday from 6pm on the local TV network. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. Or if you've got Sky, we're on Channel 195. That's every Friday night from 6pm. That's the local TV network. Yes, there you go. Lots of places to uh, lots of places to check us out. So please do make sure that you do. And as ever, your support and you listen to this is always really, really appreciated. Until next week, it's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.